the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO. Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump sounding optimistic about trade talks with China in comments he made at the end of the G20 economic summit. I think this can be a very productive meeting, and I think we can go on to do something that truly will be monumental and great for both countries, and that's what I look forward to doing. Meanwhile, a federal judge has blocked Monday's planned groundbreaking for new U.S.-Mexico border wall construction. More on that from correspondent George Bonzotti. Not only does U.S. District Judge Haywood Gilliam's order make permanent an earlier injunction that had barred the Trump administration from breaking ground on a pair of projects in Arizona and New Mexico, it extended the order to four more proposed construction sites in Arizona and California. The ruling late Friday is almost certain to be challenged by President Trump, as was Gilliam's May injunction. That is correspondent George Bonzani reporting, and this is SRN News. Dennis Prager says the president can't win in the eyes of the left. Their attitude is you attack the president no matter what he does. That's the left's view, period. So if he attacks Iran, the guy's a warmonger. If he doesn't attack Iran, then he he's not decisive. He's not decisive. Get it? The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio, just past 1 o'clock, and it's scorching hot out there, so you might as well get inside, sit in some air conditioning, and listen to the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. He's making weekend radio great again. It's your Narn headliner, Mitch Berg, coming up next. Speaking of that hot weather, here it is, 90 degrees, no clouds, scorching hot tonight, a low of 76 with a chance of heavy thunderstorms. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info, your daily dose of sanity in the Twin Cities media, which has become essentially, for all to all intents and purposes, a public relations firm for the Democratic Farmer Labor Party here in the state of Minnesota. That's what I'm here for. It's what I've been doing for 15 years and change. God willing, I'll be doing it for another 15 years and change. Emphasis on the change. One way or another, I will be bringing the truth as only we can to all of you out there and uh, equipping you with the tools and weapons you need to carry that mission on and bring the truth to your neighbors who are in some cases are crying out for it. In other cases are just crying out to be set straight. Either way, that's what we're here for. This is... In addition to being high-performance art, a learning experience for everyone, consider it education. 651 God, that sounded arrogant, didn't it? <laughs> anyway, it's just my little old weekend talk show, y'all. I'm glad, for, glad you could all join in. 651-289-4488, the number to call. As always, if you disagree with me about something, uh, you get on first. And I have a hunch I'll have some people disagreeing with me today about this. By the way, before we get into that, Big show today. We've got uh, Minnesota Republican Party Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan joining us to talk about her two cents on what the Democratic debates this past week uh, mean to the Republican Party in 2020 here in Minnesota. Uh, I was surprised to hear this. Uh, Terminator Ann, I'm not sure you're aware of this, that Amy Klobuchar is running for president. That is a shocker, Mitch. No, I have not heard that. I, I, I... 
I guess, I guess I read where she did declare her candidacy quite some time ago, and uh, it's gained apparently so little traction that I, a Minnesotan, I'm not aware. No, I'm aware that she's running for president. It's just she's she's gained less traction than a 1974 Fiat Spider driving down uh, Snelling Avenue after a blizzard in St. Paul, south of the fairgrounds. If you catch my drift, and if you live in St. Paul, I think you do. It. It gets icy down there. Anyway, uh, that's how little traction she's gotten. And boy, I would say that was a Dennis Miller level sub reference right there. Am I right? Anyway, uh, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Amy Klobuchar is running for president. She was in the debates. She said some stuff during the debates that deserved a fact check. And Liz Mayer from Majority Strategies, uh, Strategies will be joining us to do that fact-checking uh, sometime later on this hour as well here, where operators are standing by there. Liz, of course, uh, taking a keen interest in Minnesota politics because it's going to matter this upcoming election year. Minnesota kind of on the bubble in more ways than one in terms of presidential and uh, congressional politics. And Amy Klobuchar, well, if she were a Republican, you could say she stuck her foot in it. During the debates this past week, she was, by the way, on the C squad debate, the the freshman squad debate, uh, the ones who are the, the debate, the, the Democrat debate equivalent of the technical Oscars, the ones that are issued in an auditorium somewhere in Encino uh, the week before the actual Oscars telecast because nobody cares about them. Uh, she was on the uh, she was on the debate lineup with the the people who are billing or who are polling somewhere under. Uh, somewhere less than Millie Vanilli's percentage in running for Best Singer Awards, if you catch my drift. And again, I think you do. Uh, so we'll be talking with Liz Mayer about that later on in the broadcast. So big broadcaster today, uh, Jennifer Carnahan, uh, Liz Mayer, and uh, cast of thousands. By the way, of course, you're all welcome to tune in as well. Or if you prefer not to go on the air, you can join us on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow, N-A-R-N Show. Get a lot of good uh, feedback off of the uh, Narn Show Twitter feed by whatever means necessary. Just make sure you join us. Okay, that's really what it's all about. Anyway, this past week, uh, the sleepy little Twin Cities suburb of St. Louis Park, famous mostly for being the home of Ron Latz and Ryan Winkler, and all that that implies to freedom-loving Minnesotans, all of it bad. At any rate, St. Louis Park, famous for not much more than that, although... They are they are famous among political circles for doing their best to keep up with the progressive Joneses in, in Minneapolis. Now, you could say, well, gosh, Captain Obvious, you're bucking for promotion to Major Obvious or perhaps even Lieutenant Colonel Obvious with this observation. Because, of course, yes, like a lot of the first ring suburbs, a, a lot of DFLers who have been motivated to flee the results of multiple generations of DFL single-party governance have landed in St. Louis Park, and unfortunately, not having learned their lessons because their Democrats, yo, brought their politics with them and have turned St. Louis Park, which, to be fair, has never been mistaken for a Republican enclave, have turned it into basically sort of the upmarket version of Minneapolis politics, complete with the relentless, reflexive, unthinking progressivism that is a symptom of politics in their sister, larger, in their big, what we call it, their big sister city, not to imply gender pronouns to the city of Minneapolis. I'm sure they would object to that. Anyway, this they've been, by the way, if you follow the politics in the area, this is, mindless progressivism is nothing new in St. Louis Park. Over the past year, a couple of times they have tried to zone out, say, gun stores. They've taken strong stances, uh, badly thought out, but strong stances against the Second Amendment on a number of occasions in recent years. And, of course, to the credit of the good guys, uh, the good guys responded in such force, politically speaking, that they have felt the need to crawl back under their rocks a, a time or two here. On that issue, and by the way, St. Louis Park, notwithstanding its progressive political pedigree, is the home of uh, one of my favorite uh, firearm stores in the Twin Cities, uh, Frontiersman. This is not a paid uh, endorsement. It's just uh, pointing out that it's one of the closest gun shops remaining to the city of Minneapolis anymore. 
And they are under siege in a way that shows. They're the city council in St. Louis Park would very much like to get rid of all the gun stores in St. Louis Park. And to the credit of the good guys, we have been there in such numbers in the past that even the St. Louis Park City Council hasn't been able to ignore them. Well, they made another step this past week. Uh, The city of St. Louis Park has voted unanimously by a seven nil margin to uh, to to abolish to to basically stop the use of the uh, what do you call it the cha- uh, the pledge of allegiance at uh, St Paul City Council uh, St Louis Park I'm sorry St Louis Park uh, City Council meetings and I have to admit it here just as a little bit of background. I'm ambivalent about not so much the city of St. Louis Park's decision, but about the Pledge of Allegiance itself. I mean, even when I was much younger, the idea of of pledging allegiance to a government kind of skeeved me out. Even when I was a progressive, I just thought, well, pledging my allegiance to the country struck me as kind of sort of pseudo-religious in a, in a society that's built on people who observe the real God in the real way that matters to them, turning government into sort of a of a pseudo-deity to which you pledge your fealty, almost like it struck me as halfway between a religious observance uh, to a non-religion and uh, something that peasants used to do to their knights and barons back in the Dark Ages. Not the sort of stuff that free people do in a free society. And starting, and by the way, this is back when I was still a progressive. Now, starting in my teens, by the way, whenever I was for any reason involved in saying the pledge, I'd always hold a clenched fist over my heart, by the way, as a way of saying, okay, uh, in my arrogant teenagery way, that um, this allegiance had better not be betrayed because my allegiance is not to the government, not to the bureaucracy inside K Street, not to even necessarily the union of the United States or to the government or, or any of the above, but to freedom, to government of, by, and for a free association of equals, ruling by the scent of, uh, consent rather of those being governed. In other words, to the ideals that this country is built around, not the bureaucracy in Washington, D.C., or the 50 smaller ones around the country, or the countless others in every city in this country. And I'm still be- I still believe this. I believe that that we as citizens need to pledge our allegiance, each and every one of us, every time we take a political action to the notions, the ideals, the the moral necessity of freedom, of equality, of justice, of rule of law, but but rule of law governed by the tension of people who say liberty comes first. You can't have one in a meaningful way without the other. That's the allegiance, the allegiance to the struggle between the necessity for some kind of just order and freedom and liberty. That is what an American citizen's allegiance is supposed to be, too. And that's not what it was conceived as. This from Fortune magazine, an article by Charles Duran uh, almost two years ago. 125 years ago, a former minister turned advertiser published an oath that would become a hallmark of American schooling. Francis Bellamy wrote the Pledge of Allegiance partly as a marketing scheme of the Youth Companion, one of the first weekly magazines in the nation to target adults and children, hired Bellamy to develop promotional strategies for commemorating and profiting from the 400th anniversary of Columbus's voyage to America. This was in 1892. He was an odd choice for the job. An outspoken supporter of uh, workingmen's rights, Bellamy was a vice president of Boston's Society of Christian Socialists and an avid, uh, avid participant in the social gospel movement, a late 19th century and early 20th century crusade against social, political, and economic injustice. And we say this, not crusader against injustice in the sense that Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, uh, James Madison were, but in fact, in much the same sense that today's social justice warriors were. He was, in fact, an SJW 
of the late 19th century. Much of, Be- much of Bellamy's activism was in response to the dramatic increase in U.S. immigration that took place during his lifetime. Rather than joining a rising tide of nativism, Bellamy and other social gospel advocates anticipate that a well-organized and patriotic public education system would promote new, inculcate rather, indoctrinate newcomers with an American, with the American ideals and values. Accordingly, the highlight of Bellamy's Columbus Day program involved assembling students to recite a pledge and salute to the American flag with the companion profiting from flag sales throughout the lead up to the event. The U.S. didn't have an official pledge of national loyalty, so Bellamy composed his own, the one you all know, the one you recite every time there's a public event in the United States. Francis Bellamy was a social justice warrior back before they called them that, a hundred and odd, 120 years before they called them that. I'm doing the math in my head. It's not working. Work with me here, folks. The Pledge of Allegiance was on surface a marketing scam and, and at most something that should nauseate people who believe in freedom, in liberty, not the ideals that it stands for but the ideals that led to it becoming what it is today. Not just a marketing scheme to sell magazines and flags, but an idea that is behind much of the worst of public education, the idea that we need the state to tell people what they need to believe about the state. So I've got that, but on the other hand, the city of St. Louis Park is still wrong. More when we come back. Northern Alliance, Sam 1280, The Patriot. Right now, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering a legendary $49 air conditioner tune-up. For $49, a fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will come to your home and make sure your system is running smooth and efficiently. If your AC unit needs repair, the tune-up fee counts towards the cost. And don't forget to ask about the Blue Ox No Breakdown Guarantee. Log on to GoBlueOx.com for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS, and they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
651-289-4488. Talking about the Pledge of Allegiance and the history that the Pledge of Allegiance has. Francis Bellamy, who wrote the Pledge in 1892, later admitted to writing the Pledge with an eye towards ritual entailed in reciting it rather than an understanding of its meaning. Quote, when you analyze it, he claimed, you find a mouthful of orotund words. See, that's very meta, using the word orotund to describe, well, orotundity. In other words, difficult of, difficulty of pronouncing. Uh, most of them abstract terms, a bunch of ideas rather than contract, uh, con- uh, concrete names. This pledge would seem far better adapted to educated adults than to children. This is the guy who wrote it. I mean, he basically, frankly, admits it's more just a matter of something to be to be recited blindly and, and, and without thinking all that hard about it, which, if you think about it, isn't that hard. It's that far removed from the vision that that the, the, the totalitarians in 1984 had for language in the long term. You see what I'm getting at here, folks? The, the Pledge of Allegiance is not an entirely benign concept. In some ways, it's a very un-American idea behind it, or at least something that, that represents the worst of not the, the the concepts that made America in the first place and made it great to begin with, but in fact, some of the worst things about American progressivism. The idea that you're basically, basically supposed to chant along and not think all that hard about what you're doing. And so if someone was to come to a city council, any city council, anywhere, and say, I've got some libertarian reasons, reasons that are based purely in, in, in the ideas of ideals of liberty and freedom and, and the idea that government works for us rather than us for them. And I just assume we dispense with this Pledge of Allegiance thing. I'm all for it. I'm with you. Thing is, the city of St. Louis, Par- uh, St. Louis Park, uh, having solved apparently all the west all the rest of the problems that their town has voted to drop the use of the pledge of allegiance for all the wrong reasons one of the council people is quoted in saying quote in order to create a more welcoming environment to diverse communities we are going to forego saying the pledge of allegiance before every meeting said council member tim browsen at the meeting browsen said members might recite it in the future if there's an appropriate opportunity like say if the boy scouts are there watch for them to ban the boy scouts before too terribly long anyway and and think about this what this means is in order to create a more welcoming environment to diverse communities in other words to people who who don't feel that allegiance to the United States is in their best interest. Who are they talking about? Well, they're talking mostly about themselves, people whose allegiance is to progressivism, to the far left, to to the, 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 the dogma that the United States would be a great country if we just all got in line behind the, 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 our betters, our, the elites, the wise ones who will lead us to the utopia that progressivism wa- wants to bring us. Don't want to make anybody in that segment of society uncomfortable about pledging allegiance. And that's not the reason to oppose the, the Pledge of Allegiance or any display of patriotism not at all the people who come to this country or live for that matter in this country should be very much allied to the notions of one nation founded in for, uh, in the pursuit of liberty and justice that is the sort of thing around which a diverse society needs to agree in great majority, without a whole lot of muss and fuss, or the idea of a society of people that believes in liberty, in justice, in limited government, in government that is a, a, free a free association of equals governing by the consent of those governing themselves, if the majority of the people don't believe that, if they're uncomfortable with that notion, A, if they haven't, they weren't born here, they should not be coming here, B, if they were born here and they don't believe in that, then... Their diversity is all for naught, and they should really leave before they destroy all that is good about this country. And so while I am am personally very ambivalent about the Pledge of Allegiance uh, and what it means, I'm a lot less ambivalent about the city of St. Louis Park and their reasons 
for dropping the Pledge of Allegiance from their meetings. If you want to drop it, drop it for the right reasons. Making people who hate what this nation stand for comfortable in your meetings is not one of those reasons. In St. Paul, let's go to the phones. Tor, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you for having me on the program, sir. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Now, uh, regarding this very fascinating story that you just told about the, the provenance of the what is now the Pledge of Allegiance, be that as it appears to be and as it may be in fact, what it has actually resulted from it is quite a bit more important than what the original author intended. And I'm going to cite an analog here, although this one is far more deliberate. It was a very Jewish-American musician, Leonard Bernstein, who spoke about Johann Sebastian Bach, the famous composer. He said, for Bach, all music was religion. Composing it was an act of faith, and performing that music was an act of worship to Almighty God. Right. And... The simple fact is what the Pledge of Allegiance has come to mean in a nonpartisan fashion is very similar. We should be grateful that we live here. And just as Almighty God teaches us and uh, a whole bunch of Jewish prophets and Christian writers and things of that sort, thinking about that and considering that is monumentally important. In fact, uh, back in the 1970s, Dick Van Dyke wrote a book called Faith, Hope, and Hilarity. And it was a charming little small book uh, talking about faith and prayer and things of that sort from the viewpoint of little kids. Right. I remember that book. My grandma had that. Uh, Yeah, we carry on. We got got about 30 seconds, Tor. Okay. Anyway the primary reaction that we are having from this is to form a group called Patriots for the Pledge. And we are on Facebook.com slash Patriots for the Pledge. And we're going to get together at the next city council meeting, which sounds now like it's on July 8th, when they apparently meet to reconsider their political blunder. And we're going to do a little visual show of force as it were absolutely not not intimidating not threatening but making absolutely plain to them that they screwed up and they had no business doing what they did how can people find out more about this protest because while i'm ambivalent about the pledge of allegiance i have no ambivalence about the wrongness of the st louis uh, park city council's actions so how can people find out more about this protest There's a great question, Mitch. Aside from a website that we are building even as we speak, we have an event on Facebook, Facebook events, and you will find that at facebook.com slash Patriots for the Pledge forward slash, and then click on the events button and you will see it there. You can indicate your interest. You can indicate your agreeability to this, but please Make an electronic show of force before July 8th. And then, by all means, please join us. Citizens, Absolutely. Tor, I will, post, I will post a link to Patriots for the Pledge at shotinthedark.info for those who are interested. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh, look for an after-action report on this tour. Thank you very much for your call. Point taken in terms of, uh, in terms of how the received meaning of the pledge perhaps changing, at least in some people's minds, since it was first written in 1892. I remain to be completely convinced that it's that that it is that there aren't better ways of expressing one's uh, loyalty to the notions of freedom, of justice, of of striving for what's best in the uh, in, in 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 our system, uh, in fighting for liberty, in terms of fighting for freedom, in, in terms of fighting for in the, the rights and, and powers and the nobility of the individual and his power to govern himself. I 
I think there's better ways. That being said, there can be very few worse ways of expressing tolerance for diversity than than the way the St. Louis Park City Council has done. And so I will be posting that link at shotinthedark.info shortly here, 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join the broadcast here. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, When we come back, we're going to be talking a little more about that. Uh, Coming up in the second hour here, by the way, uh, we're also going to be talking about... Uh, let's see. We're talking about Amy fact checking Amy Klobuchar. Uh, also, going to be talking about oh, that's right, the history of uh, of segregationism and how the mainstream media is pushing a completely false narrative about history vis a vis conservatism. You see, there's a little word game going on here that you all need to be aware of and to make your friends and neighbors and coworkers aware of. More about that later in the broadcast. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Your first year of Christian school is half-priced through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half-priced Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837. Or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today. Securities offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sandvold Financial Group is in Minnetonka, 952-544-2837. One size fits all. It's the biggest lie in the world. Not true for clothes, not true for closets. But most so-called custom closet companies actually use prefab sizes. They just sort of fit all spaces. Closet and Storage Concepts custom builds your design in their shop, so it fits like a tailored suit. You can choose from a huge selection of materials and finishes to reflect your personal style. And because they custom build, they can also outfit your garage, mudroom, craft space, or any other space. Visit closetandstorageconcepts.com. June is National Candy Month, so let's give the hometown of Hershey's. Stop into any Lucky Station store. Mention you heard me on AM 1280 The Patriot, and we'll give you a regular-sized candy bar for free. No purchase necessary. Summer, sweets, service, and snacks at Lucky's, your neighborhood store. AM 1280 The Patriot. 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also join us on Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's N-A-R-N Show. Don't want to talk? Just want to write? We've got something for everyone. Hey, don't forget Salem Communications' big tour to Israel coming up in December. Still got some places available. Go to am1280thepatriot.com 
reserve your place, along with Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, and a bunch of your closest radio friends. AM1280thepatriot.com, the place to go for all of the cool specials and events that you hear about. Of course, we're heading into another election season, so you want to stay up on that. More events coming up uh, in the works, even as we speak here. 651-289-4488. Uh, the city of St. Louis Park voted this past week by a unanimous 7-0 margin to uh, to not tell do not use this uh, the these pledge of allegiance before city council meetings uh this is something that i've expressed my ambivalence about i cannot express my lack of ambivalence enough about the rationale that the city of uh, st louis park used uh one of the city council members uh one of the female ones said this is how democracy works uh and yes it is in a sense that whenever you have one party control of any political group, you get special interests log rolling everyone else and breaking them to their will. Uh, Unchecked power is basically power that never has to think about the right or wrong about what it does. Um, And apparently it'll stay that way until St. Louis Park manages to elect a more diverse government. Because while the city of St. Louis Park makes all the same uh, it's government. It's city council makes all the same noises about diversity that every other progressive government does. Uh, they are diverse in the same way that uh, Alan Dershowitz described the Harvard Law School fact, uh, faculty memorably about 25 years ago as believing that diversity is someone with different colored skin or wearing a skirt but who thinks exactly the same way as you do. And by the way, they are they are taking this stance – to speak out for a form of diversity that is not the kind of diversity that makes this nation strong. People who are hinky about the notion of being allied to a government of, by, and for the people, it doesn't matter what your skin color, your orientation, your religion, your gender, your choice of gender, whatever. As long as you're here for freedom, for economic and personal and religious freedom and all the other freedoms that we treasure in this country, uh, all other diversity is is perfectly fine. And if you don't support those things, if you don't support what this nation actually stands for, then diversity is n- as big a handicap as anything else because we're all pulling for the wrong thing. 651-289-4488 in Speak of the Devil, St. Louis Park. Mark, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You are on the air. Mitch, you are so spot on. The people of St. Louis Park are not shocked by this at all. Uh, myself, I've been going to meetings for years, and uh, I've suffered through comments. Public officials apologizing for their whiteness. We've had the Police Oversight Board and Human Rights Commission. They have been offended by I support St. Louis Park police signs. It goes on and on and on. But can I give you two ironies? Absolutely. On this, And I agree. This, is, this, this gets to your point. Um, one of the quotes was, in order to create a more welcome environment to a diverse community, we are, we're going to forego the pledge. Well, that same night, Channel 9 goes out there, Channel 9 News, interviews two black females and one Hispanic male, and they said, hell no, don't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Just the opposite of what these white liberal social justice warriors thought. And the second irony is this notion was recommended by a study group seeking to boost citizen citizen attendance at city council sessions. Here's a quote from a city council member. They don't feel the public uh, uh, doesn't feel the uh, pledge is necessary, especially for non-citizens. I thought the study com- commission was was seeking to boost citizen attendance. According to the city council member, they were more concerned about non-citizens attending. And you know what? If you're citizens live in St. Louis Park, what's the percentage of non-citizens in St. Louis Park? And, and Maybe it does it, it, percent. Yeah, and listen, it, absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark. Excellent points. Now, and and that by the way is one of those things I wish Channel 9 or someone would have done some reporting. I said, let's talk to some of the non-citizens who are the ones that they're supposedly reaching out to via this, this policy. Because, I'll say this, in, in my experience, and exceptions exist, but in my experience, the non-citizens, the ones who came here, in many cases fleeing systems much, much, much worse than ours, are all perfectly fine expressing their loyalty 
to the flag and to all the things that this nation stands for. And the non-citizens that don't, and not saying this, the Pledge of Allegiance is necessarily the vehicle by which one most perfectly expresses their faith to the notion of freedom. I'm certainly not. But I'm first of all, I'm thinking if you guessed, uh, if you, I'm guessing that if you asked some actual non-citizens in St. Louis Park or anywhere uh, what it is that makes them feel welcome about this country, it's not the lack of pledges of allegiance. Allegiance. It's the fact that you come here and have freedom and opportunity and uh, a reasonable shot at justice and due process and and rights endowed to you by your humanity, not your birth. I'm thinking that's what welcomes non-citizens to this country, not the lack of a pledge. And, and I'm here to tell you, well, Germany is not big on pledges of allegiance for reasons that are historically obvious. When you go to Germany or Mexico or Japan or Thailand, you express some, at the very least, polite acceptance of the fact uh, facts around the nation you are in. Nobody's out there making, trying to make you feel uncomfortable for not being German or Thai or 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 British or Swedish, but nobody's out there apologizing for the fact that they exist either, as St. Louis Park seems to want to do. Steve, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch, I got a quick story to tell you. My brother is a high school teacher in the National Public School System, Nashville, Tennessee. He's one of the few teachers that still has the Pledge of Allegiance during homeroom. He's got 26 kids in his homeroom. Do you know how many stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? I'm going to guess under half. Five. Wow. For the Pledge of Allegiance. He told me that story a few weeks ago, and I was just flabbergasted. Five out of 26 students. The old saying, Mitch, as ye sow, so shall ye reap. Absolutely, Steve. Thank you very much for your uh, for your for your comment. Absolutely, and and I, I, a bunch of elementary school kids, or even high school kids, for that matter. I, I'm less concerned about it because uh, elementary school school kids in general, a being kids, are pretty self centered. B, they're so terribly miseducated about this nation and what it means and what it stands for and what the roots of this nation are that uh, that, that that it's not. I, I can't hold it against them. I hold it against their elders that have led them to this place. I will say that when I was in elementary school, there was one kid, one kid who was <clears throat> allowed to sit out the Pledge of Allegiance because he was a Jehovah's Witness, and that's part of the you know, article of their faith. They don't pledge allegiance to flags and nations and so forth. And and w- w- he got a certain amount of teasing for it, although uh, he gave as good as he got to his credit. Uh, and I, and I, I was still, when I was a kid, we still had the last of the World War II generation teaching in schools. Actually, now that I think about it, they were about the age I am now. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, and they would have none of it. And when you're a kid, you don't challenge them on that because they were the greatest generation. And the ones that, those that are left still are. Uh, it wasn't something I wanted to challenge them on. And to this, I'm not going to challenge any. I don't I don't sit out the Pledge of Allegiance, even though I'm ambivalent about its origin. And by the way, the Washington Post, uh, being the Washington Post, had a piece uh, earlier uh, this year, I believe, actually two years ago, about the history, quote, uh, the ugly history of the Pledge of Allegiance and why it matters, in which they pointed out that uh, notwithstanding the fact that uh, the, the author Francis Merrill was a uh, socialist. Francis Bellamy, I'm sorry, Francis Bellamy was a, uh, a socialist, a, a person who would fit snugly into today's social justice movement. Oh, it was also about white supremacy because, of course, uh, if you are a, uh, a, a the writer of the piece, Christopher Petrella, uh, who teaches um, critical race, gender, and culture studies at American University. So, uh, whatever he says, you can filter it through that uh, lens right there. But naturally, in addition to being about uh, marketing and a vision of America that was not unfamiliar to today's social justice warriors, well, it's also about white supremacy because everything was about white supremacy if you are today's social justice warrior. Anyway, I I view the... As I pointed out earlier, I do view the 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 
And by the way, it was there to try and assimilate immigrants, uh, pretty much get them to chanting, chanting along with the chanting porches. By the way, chanting is probably the worst way to get people to actually think about what matters about a country, and that's that's a, a deeper a deeper point. I do stand for the Pledge of Allegiance, partly out of respect to those for whom it's important, partly because uh, I, it, it's not about me. But I do. I don't hold my hand over my heart. I clench my fist over my heart because, frankly, the, if you're a citizen of this country, in other words, someone who is part of a free association of equals, yeah, I pledge allegiance. But government best know that we, the people, have the means to set it straight. And that's my point of view on it. 651-289-4488, the number to call. When we come back, Liz Mayer joins us with a bit of a fact check of Amy Klobuchar from this past week's debates. That and much more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. I was talking with my 10-year-old son about variety in our radio ads. He said, all you talk about is pressure washers, so talk about something else. So I'm going to let you know we also offer CUDA automatic parts washers, water recycling and treatment equipment, and wastewater evaporators, not to mention the free water, soda, or cup of coffee anytime you stop in. Find us at AmericanPressure.com your family-owned Minnesota pressure washer experts. Varicose and spider veins. Wow, what a gift from my mom. She had them, I got them, and not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and I really hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked me, what are those things on your legs? I was done. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The procedure took about an hour and I was right back to work. What they're doing with lasers these days is unbelievable. The staff made me feel so comfortable. And the results? Well, even my husband has noticed. Vein Clinics of America has been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced in the U.S. Look, I've been doing the commercials for vein clinics for years because I really believe in them. And you can trust them, too. The best part? My insurance covered the procedure. So stop hiding your legs. Call Vein Clinics right now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Call 800-798-3399. 800-798-3399. That's 800-798-3399. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Need cash now? Seems like the more you need something, the harder it is to get. Especially when you need it fast. Have you been turned down for a personal loan? Are your credit cards maxed out? Do you have bad credit? One of the nation's largest personal loan networks, GetCash.com, is the place to go when you need money fast. All you need is a checking account and a regular source of income. And you could get up to $5,000 discreetly with your computer or smartphone in as little as 24 hours. There's no paperwork needed to get connected. At GetCash.com, our lenders have lent hundreds of millions of dollars to people just like you. And now, you could get up to $5,000 deposited in your account as soon as tomorrow, regardless of your credit history. Get the cash you need fast at GetCash.com. That's GetCash.com. GetCash.com. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. AM 1280, The Patriot. There are a few things in this world that I accept on faith with no real tangible evidence. I, I just, I believe them to be true. Sometimes I don't believe, I just have to accept the facts. I can see why you think you One of those fact, things I accept on pure faith is that the Chicago Bears are going to the Super Bowl this year. Yes, I say that every year and twice I've been right. I think this year I'll be right as well. Anyway, it's something I accept on faith. Another one, Bigfoot exists. Number two, number three rather, 
Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar is actually running for president. That's what I'm told. Amy. But I have very little evidence that this is actually true. Well, there was a data point this past week. Apparently, Minnesota's senior senator and senator for life turned up at a presidential debate. So I guess that means she's technically in the running. Uh, But on the other hand, I think I've I've been the impression I have a better chance of getting a called third strike in a major league game than her getting anywhere near the White House for anything but casserole day in the Minnesota State Senate. That being said, she turned up in the debate this past week and... While you'll never hear about it in the mainstream media uh, in this city because their primary mission in Ray Amy Klobuchar is to paint her toenails live on the air, she did have to open her mouth and attempt to make a substantive point. And that's where her heartaches began. As our next guest, uh, Liz Mayer, uh, is here to discuss with us today. Liz, thanks for coming on the broadcast today. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, as always. You sat through the the Democrat debate. I was looking for a program to try and tell everyone apart, so I missed Senator Klobuchar's (laughs) remarks. (laughs) But you, you actually did actually, you you make the big bucks for for staying awake through these things. So uh, Amy Klobuchar Klobuchar had a few points about about the president and and his record this past year. Describe what happened, Liz Mayer. Yeah, well, let me say, first of all, that I think she actually uh, did a reasonably good job in the debate. I don't think she put her foot in it as much as most Democrats overall do, which is, <laughs> I think, kind of what Amy Klobuchar has become known for nationally, that and throwing binders at people. But um, <laughs> she did flub She did flub one thing that I thought was a little bit surprising. Um, in the first debate, there was a great deal of focus on drug pricing, which is not surprising, because if you look at the polling, you'll see that even amongst conservatives and Republicans, there's a very strong degree of support for some pretty strongly government interventionist measures because people are really pissed off about high drug prices, right? Yep. So she she sort of delved into that, um, which I think was politically smart. But one of the things that I did wonder about was she made this comment to suggest that there had been like 2,500 or more substantial price hikes in drug prices since President Trump took office. And that sounded a little high to me. Um, and it turns out that, yes, we did, after the debate, get a fact check that I believe came from CNBC, so actually an arm of NBC News, which is interesting in and of itself, mm-hmm. pointing out that, no, she kind of mischaracterized that, that there have been price increases. Um, but when you're talking about price increases of 10% or more in a year, it's been something more in the range of 1500 as opposed to 2500 which, you know, not the biggest flub in the world, but from somebody who I think has a reputation as being a fairly conscious individual and making sure that she's going to hit her attacks in a way that's hard to rebut, I think it's interesting that she didn't get that one quite right. Um, another thing that I think is interesting is that, you know, there's obviously a lot of focus on President Trump and what he's done on this issue. That's understandable. He's the incumbent. Um, but something that I think could potentially come up as people are scrutinizing this issue when people are saying that President Trump hasn't done anything with regard to drug pricing. Again, that's not quite true. First of all, you do have the bully pulpit having been used, which I think has been helpful in holding down some drug prices or at least pushing price increases further down the road. Another thing that's interesting that is probably relevant to quite a few listeners in certain parts of Minnesota is that President Trump actually did go ahead and set ceiling price regulation and then also transparency regulation with regard to this little program that has a terrible name. It's called the 340B Drug Discount Program. It costs no taxpayer money. It basically says that if pharma is making money off of entitlements, they have to give some discounts. And it's really key in keeping rural hospitals open. Um, And actually, Minnesota is one of the states in which it's most key. So I think it's kind of interesting that Amy Klobuchar went 
to the trough on this one. She got her numbers wrong. And then obviously she didn't mention all the rest of this stuff either, which paints a much more complete picture when you look at it in the round. Now, Amy Klobuchar, as you're well aware, Liz Merritt, as every Minnesota Republican is aware, has built her entire career out of being extremely cautious. I mean, she has to open her mouth at all. As you pointed right. out yourself, she pretty good at measuring out what she's as befits a former prosecutor. Uh, why do you suppose she's 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 uh, coloring outside the lines uh, for during the debate? Well, I think part of this is that, in all candor, I think President Trump has a different approach when it comes to drug pricing and a different uh, level of emphasis on that to what you've seen from traditional Republicans. Um, and I think that the party overall is changing on that. I think that people have recognized that this stuff is just getting really out of control from a lot of average people's perspectives. And the reality is, if you go and you look at something like that drug discount program, which, like I say, is very important in Minnesota, you know, that used to be something that I think some Republicans associated more with urban areas and lower income urban areas. But the, the reality is that actually now in a lot of Trump country, that's where you see this program helping keep hospitals open. Um, so that there are actually health care services within the community. It's what allows people to get discounted drugs. It's been particularly important in countering the HIV epidemic, which is obviously a core priority of the president's as well, and he talked about it in the State of the Union. So I think some of this is just political shift. I think that, you know, some Democrats, and maybe Amy Klobuchar turns out to be one of them, have got too comfortable with this notion that the Republican Party is inherently in the pocket of the pharmaceutical industry and aligns with them on absolutely everything, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, when in actual fact, I think that that has been turning and changing in recent years. And I think probably most Republican voters, as well as Democratic voters, would say quite rightly, too. But, you know, for Democrats, it is probably annoying because they don't they no longer feel that they have exclusive ownership over an issue that I think in this cycle um, is actually going to be a pretty politically potent one. Just how do you think that this who do you think this issue redounds to the advantage of? We got about 30 seconds, uh, Liz Mayer. Uh, do, you, do you think she's basically throwing things out that she knows she's going to get not going to get fact checked on or uh, what's what's behind this uh, in your, your point of view is? I don't know, but I thought but I thought it was notable because, you know, she didn't really stand out in the debate. And it's interesting when you have somebody who doesn't sound out in a debate who gets so prominently fact checked like this. Right. I don't think that's beneficial to her. I mean, I think she has the capacity to raise her standing in the Democratic primary a bit. But I think she needs to stick with what's traditionally worked for her politically and you know, not make statements that are hard to verify back up and where somebody as prominent as NBC News or CNBC is going to call you out for it, because that's definitely not what you want in the context of a Democratic primary. Especially given the hash the DFL made of rural health care here in Minnesota with its implementation of Obamacare, where vast swaths of Minnesota mm-hmm. have zero or one option in terms of health care plans. Uh, odd thing, of course, she will never get fact-checked on it in the Twin Cities media, so she's probably safe enough there. Liz Mayer, we're up against the break. Thanks for coming on with us today and talking about this. Uh, thanks for doing this and th- have a great weekend. You too. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Liz Mayer from uh, Majority Strategies. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. When we come back, Jennifer Carnahan joins us. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had? I realized I needed to get us life insurance right away, so I called AIG Direct. In less than five minutes, I had a quote. I was shocked at how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. I feel so much better knowing my family has protection. Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263.
Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Have you ever seen a pest controller spraying chemicals in your home? It makes you wonder, if their chemicals are safe, then why do they suit up and wear respirators only to leave you to walk back in unprotected? G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and I'm here to tell you there's a better way. In an age where we now have the choice to drive electric cars, you too can electronically read your home or business of unwanted rodents and pests. The answer is plug-in pest-free. 100% chemical-free, plug-in pest-free is your safest bet for your family and pets. Our best-seller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code RADIO20 for 20% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's gopestfree.com, promo code RADIO20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com today. AM 1280, the page. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.